0: Hello and welcome to this free episode of TF It's the free one It is the free one, you Mm. heard it here first Uh, It is, of course, myself, Riley, I'm joined by Milo I'm joined Mm. by Hussein. I'm joined by Alice do we have any of our upcoming things we have to
1: announce yet? Or are those going to wait for another uh, week? You can buy Trash Future merch on the store. There are still posters and I think some stickers available. Mm-hmm. Maybe just posters. I'm not sure. But there are definitely posters. Yep. If you want to buy TF Australia tour posters. We're looking into shirts. Very, very, very strongly, strongly. At this time. Yeah,
0: No, uh, just reply to Milo. Uh, are there posters yet?
1: And he'll say, looking into it. That's mm-hmm. right, I will, I will say that. Yeah, if your name is like, you know, the d- d- 1488 Gremlin or whatever, yeah. I'll reply misogyny to you. Goku. Yeah. Yeah, M- misogyny Goku. Goku <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: replies to you saying like, you should do a shirt with the machine that sucks you If your screen name off. is Demischievous Uyghur, I will <laughs> yeah. reply to you and say looking into it. Yeah, yeah, Interesting. looking very strongly into it.
0: Uh, we got a, a very fun show for you today. Uh, I'm going to do a little preview
2: of what's coming in the right, very we, end. We've cut so many bits out of this opening that that last sentence sounded like it was itself cut together. You sounded like like we've got a great <laughs> show for you today. Yeah, I personally am not
0: underdressed. Uh, check out today's newspaper. That's right. It's a great
1: article by Kay Wiggins and the FT, which I'm enjoying. in not in captivity. So,
0: well, I'll tell you, there was a great article in the Financial Review that we mm. will be reading later. That I <laughs> how this spell in
1: review. I love the idea of Financial Review like, going on like we've been reading a balance sheet,
0: <laughs> like can canning across the stage. Uh, let's just say this mm. one's not about balance sheets, but a little bit of parkland in Cheshire.
1: Oh, uh-huh. and what kind of game do they hunt there? Oh,
0: I guess we'll have to find out when we get to it. <laughs> mm. But
1: that's what we call a teaser in yeah, the business. Yeah.
0: yeah. So uh, consider yourself teased schoolyard style. Uh, but first, I want to talk a little bit about this is now, I think, becoming a recurring segment at the opening. It is, it is, there are a couple of things that I find completely fucking delightful about, uh, the, about the Tesla company, its executives, its philosophy and everything about it.
1: Sure. Um, a great company that makes great vehicles.
0: A great company that makes great vehicles. Uh, maybe we can like find a theme tune for whenever I see uh, a a Tesla online that is fucking up in a hilarious way. Yeah,
2: it's it's yeah. Tesla Thursday. Even though this doesn't come out on a Thursday, yeah, it's, it's Tesla, Tesla Thursday, Thursday
0: for us. It's Tesla Tuesday for you. Shit, all We've right. Got Tesla Manitza Tuesday Monday. We've got Tesla Tuesday. Uh, who knows what we could fill the other days with? Who knows? Uh, well, the, we, we, the mm. W one we had to cut. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we go Wednesdays. But spelling it with a W, <laughs> we're fanatic on this show. Uh, no, The so. show
1: canonically has dyslexia. Not any of us individually, uh, Yeah, the, tr- the, the podcast. The account itself.
0: Uh, no, so uh, this is uh, a video taken in Turkey uh, about last week. The Tesla ice cream man. Well, well close. Uh, mm-hmm. A man parked his new Tesla uh, in a garage, uh, and he left it there for precisely one month. New car. Uh, and he
2: came back. Yeah, and, and crucially... Crucially, this garage was not under no. the
1: sea. No. This will it wasn't become no a little talking crab there. No.
0: no. No, no. It was it was not James no. Cameron was not poking through it. Uh it was not mm. under the sea. So a Tesla in te- like
3: perfect mm. Mediterranean weather. Yeah. In a garage. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, a yeah. garage. Yeah.
1: The way of water. Yeah. Now I'm saying water in a normal way, and mm-hmm. I just want that on the record. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not pronouncing <laughs> it in a weird way. No. Why would you? No. Um, exactly. So uh this Tesla was then
0: discovered
2: as basically uh rock yeah, yeah. discovered unearthed yeah. they sent a fucking yeah. remotely operated yeah. vehicle Time in team went to view down this the tesla. owner uh went
0: back to the tesla and found it basically full uh teeming with new life
2: parthenogenesis had occurred it had mushrooms growing off the steering wheel it was rotten it has like barnacles it legitimately looks like the wreck of the titanic this fucking tesla and Riley you showed me this video it's one of the most upsetting things i've seen in a minute because it's everything every part of it has some kind of organic growth on it and i did like the seats the dashboard the door handles it's genuinely it looks like the car version of Yaya bolsonaro's bloodstream
1: yeah there are there are towels in the corner of boarding school boys dormitories that have less life growing on them Personally, Tesla.
0: I, I, I actually think that none of you are excited enough uh, for David Cronenberg finally making Crash 2 or additionally, <laughs> or if us uh, finally getting to find out, number one, that Bolsonaro is actually fine in, in Turkey driving a Tesla, maybe a stolen Tesla, or perhaps mm-hmm. number two, the other possibility is that the chaos gods are real and that, um, and that there is a champion of Nurgle who lives in the world. Uh, And that
1: he's a Silicon Valley guy. He drives a Tesla in Turkey. Well, this is actually a fancier Tesla now. It's a blue Tesla. It's like it's like the Rock 4 of Tesla. You know, not everyone loves the flavor, but it's actually very sophisticated. You just get a little bit of mold in your Tesla and it actually makes it more. I feel like what you
3: pedestrians don't understand is that actually this is a really ingenious feature of the Tesla Uh, because Elon Musk is, you know, he is someone who cares very much about the future and cares very much about where human civilization goes. Uh, in the future right so what he's decided to do is kind of he's reimagined the car the car is not just a vehicle to get from a to b or to get stuck in a tunnel to die in um you can also grow stuff there too right it's an ah, eco it's, it's an it's e- e- of b- b- the tesla ecosystem it's ver- it's uh I was going to say it's like it's vertical farming, but I don't think it's quite vertical farming. For
0: every life that Tesla takes by being a terrible car that's poorly designed and often driven through very, uh, let's say, fire protardent tunnels, uh, it is uh, now creating new life. It's trying to. Elon Musk is balancing out the equation. I went to the
1: hospital. They told me I'm
0: protardent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's
3: creating, like you know, he's in term in creating these new ecosystems, he's creating humans that will be. Uh, resilient for new environments. So actually, in many ways... Oh, sure. I mean, think think about it this way.
2: The, the way we discovered penicillin, we're going to find the cure for all diseases
1: in this Tesla. So Jaya Jair Bolsonaro needs to get in this Tesla, actually, because it's going to miraculously cure oh, him. God. He'll be healed. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we, w- we would create a sort of like super bug that would cancel out all disease.
3: Uh, all, all, all you eco-activists who complain about uh, the pollution that like uh, of cars and like want to abolish them and replace them all with rickety buses don't understand but the future is actually having farms inside your car yeah yeah uh, of course so you can be on you yeah get
2: into your tesla y- y- it like drives you autonomously to the office and for breakfast you just scrape a <laughs> <the> big slice <laughs> of, yeah. of mold Look, off elon of elon musk seat. did
0: say he was going to solve world hunger Uh, Hmm. in one year he didn't specify how and I think turning every single Tesla into a rolling mushroom farm is
1: going to go quite some way every seat in this Turkish Tesla is technically a met course um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. We're not going to top that one. Turkish, you got Turkish Ferrari, and then you've got Turkish Tesla. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not, we're not topping that one. I, I'm actually. I'm hearing a rumor that um, Elon Musk has had to call in the British Landlords Association to come up to this guy and look in his Tesla and go, He's been drying clothes in there."
4: <laughs>
1: That's right. Why,
2: why is every seat of my Tesla painted over with a thick coat of gloss white? <laughs> oh. uh, so, uh,
0: and this is uh, Nate. You can leave this producer's note in. Can you please play the opening stinger of a little song called Radar Van? Who's that one by? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's by this really popular synth pop band from the uh, 80s. Oh, uh, Yeah, yeah, they, they sung in English. So they didn't really speak it themselves. Uh, anyway, I'm sure you can find the opening stinger because uh, the next thing I want to talk about is um, uh, finally the, the, the police in Britain, look, are uh, going to uh, go after the most dangerous criminals uh, in, in the country. They are finally actually going to take on some kind of a civil defense role after uh, spending many years as a uh, you know, bloated, uh, uh, um, let's say, disciplinary
1: arm of capital. They're going to arrest a Romanian TikToker in a sort of uh, tit for tat. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, no, 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 much- <laughs> A spy swap on the tarmac at Heathrow Airport, Andrew Tate, <laughs> exchanging a sort of knowing look as he walks past his Romanian equivalent.
1: Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> marching them across it, like, that scene <laughs> in Die Another Day. <laughs> <Yeah. fizz> <laughs> uh,
2: and, Andrew Tate, in the sort of, um, mind prison from, from Die Another Day, he's getting his dick stung by scorpions, uh, all Well, of we can only hope.
0: Uh, however. No, what has happened is uh, police are planning on, this is a big sort of press release that got um, uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, splashed, they're planning on visiting uh, more than upwards of 1,000 of Britain's uh, homes, and they are, in order to crack down on... The thousand that are left. (laughs) The thousand, Britain (laughs) 2023, there are 1,000 homes left, and one man from the Southeast owns all of them. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Dave. Yeah, Yeah, and the entire economy is structured (laughs) in making Dave happy. Um, no, no, so police are going to visit uh, Britain's remaining thousand homes uh, Where, apparently, people have been using modded fire sticks To commit the ultimate crime of en- Enjoying the worst Enjoying the
2: football No it's modded fire sticks the opening of 2001?
1: It's <laughs> fucking bad slags yeah. uh, Yes, that's right Modded fire sticks, gov so, They're watching the Barclays Premier League without the correct rights That's actually Makes is, me sick That is They're worse than
0: nonces. (laughs) I mean, they
2: they, they do do this occasionally. And what I've always found really funny about this is because Britain, like, barely sort of, like, has a centralised police for anything. All of this is run through City of London police. Um This is like one of the things they do, is they're like Police Intellectual Property Crime Unit. And so you'll end up with some, you know, lockup in Manchester getting sawed open by City of London Police on a day out. Uh, Like getting to use the big sort of like um, door knocking in RAM for the only time in their (laughs) entire careers. And I I really appreciate giving them that opportunity. It's like a school, like you know, a, a school. Yeah, they it. had to gal the no. big
1: ram that, that that had Nick Leeson dobbed on the side of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, so what has happened is they are they, they have identified customers from a huge database in a major ongoing criminal investigation and will knock on the doors of people
2: to warn them. Well, oh, they're not even getting the ram. No. Just, you're just going to get like a knock on the door from from they're like two very officers. <laughs> It's like you don't You don't have to let us in But please stop illegally Streaming
1: the phone I I spoke with a gentleman I had both thumbs inserted in my stab vest uh, At which point He introduced me to a lady who also lived At the premises uh, and they had been Watching uh, television of a broadcaster (laughs) nature (laughs)
2: <laughs> the only thing that can make this more British police is if they give this a, like a really like a a vain glorious name and on the pre- on the press release it's like as part of uh, Operation okay, Condor, Operation Telemachus. Yes. Yeah, Operation Condor. <laughs> we will be throwing a bunch of sports streamers out of helicopters. Operation Telemachus is
1: when you wait for your dad to come
2: home.
3: <laughs> So there have been like lots of sort of like stories about, oh, you know, if you're caught kind of caught illegally streaming or downloading stuff, like the police will sort of come and like arrest. You know, I remember like when I, I don't know, Milo, oh, about oh, oh, you. It has sorry, it has a name. It's called Operation Raider.
1: But it's sorry. not a raid. It's <laughs> sorry. knocking on a
3: door. Who's saying, please continue? Well operate radar radar vans, radar vines. That, that's where I thought you were going with that.
1: Ah. Radar vines were seven second videos of you knocking on someone's door. That's right.
3: Well what I was gonna say, so like from what I remember, like there have been so many occasions where uh, the, like, you know, you have like news stories and like British police saying, but yeah, if we catch you illegally downloading stuff, uh, then we are going to like, you know, you could get into a lot of trouble. You could get fined like a million pounds for downloading like some fucking bad Eddie Murphy movie from like 2003. Um, and I remember one time, uh, so I was very much, you know, I liked to kazaar stuff uh, oh, yeah. and obviously because it was me, I
2: kazaared uh, mostly like Yu-Gi-Oh! uh Japanese Yu-Gi-Oh! and saying are you sure are you sure about saying this? There's not like a statute of limitations I am what willing you know. To, I'm willing London to be police arrested like by outside. City of London
3: police for downloading you're, uh you're, un, unabridged uh but non-dubbed Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm willing to be a political prisoner <laughs> uh for the right to watch undubbed anime. Um but no there was like uh so I actually got really scared about this at one point. Um and I remember like when I had downloaded some episodes and then you know, I I heard this police car outside of my house, and like this police officer is like walking to a house, and I'm like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. I'm it. This is me. I'm gonna get. I'm I'm gonna be like arrested for watching Yu-Gi-Oh. Did you grab uh, your Yu-Gi-Oh deck? <laughs> <laughs> so so like the police officer rings the bell, and like because this is like, it, I think I it was just me and my grandma in the house. So I opened the door, um, and I was just so terrified. And like the police officer like, oh, uh, is your is your is your is your mom and dad here? It's like, no. It's Operation like I, 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 Wait for your and then, to come home, and then and then and then, and then and then and then and then he goes like, "Oh, I've just got some questions about something happening on this road," and I was like, "Okay, I'll stop downloading. I'll stop downloading. I promise." And, it, and, and he just sort of looks at me, and he's just like, what? You were scared and straight?" He was like, no, no, we were asked And what it turned out to be was that um, some people had graffitied <laughs> someone, someone had graffitied like a telephone
2: pole, uh, like just down the road. <laughs> priority number one for like the bexley safer neighborhood team is finding out who drew this dick on the on the telegram and they had, like this graffiti, like they
3: just graffitied like a dick on the on the tel- and this police officer was trying to figure out whether anyone
1: was oh <laughs> it uh, was a, a graffito of a phallic nature I, I intercourse with a gentleman of a juvenile persuasion you you i think <laughs> Yes, this is this is hauntology. There aren't enough cops anymore to yeah, engage in this kind murderer. of low-level graffiti policing. Now, unless you're being murdered, they're not coming. And even
0: then, they probably aren't coming.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah they're the opposite of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think you might be the most easily interrogated person in the world. <laughs> I get look,
3: yeah, I, 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 stuff I get very very done. nervous yeah.
0: about stuff. So, I've, and genuinely, I sort of
3: feel like if I was properly interrogated, I would just crack. Not like, not because like, no, no, not not because like I'm a scab or like I'm someone who like want you know I, I would want to. I, it's just I like, just sort of get scared very yeah. easily by people who sort of like. In my defence, I was are, very frightened. Are, are a little bit aggressive towards me. Yeah. So
1: myself every- and PC Shufflewell <laughs> mounted a sting operation in the course of which we posed as uh, season five of Criminal Minds. <laughs> And, and waited Operation for an unsuspecting Whitefish. user to download us, at which point we sprang <laughs> forth from the gentleman's computer and engaged him, <laughs> we we engaged him in White a Fish. discourse.
0: We pay for criminal minds on Boney Ellen White. I know, I paid the invoice. Uh, uh,
1: so so I, I, I'll, I'll say one more thing about this. We'll Do on. you think it's un- ironic that your name is Law, sir? <laughs> given, uh, given the contravention of which you are currently guilty, uh,
0: unless his middle name was breaking the <laughs> yeah uh, right. no. So the, the, what what I find very amusing about this is good morning. Uh, not good that, morning, the British police. Yeah, it's not that uh, number one, the the low stakes nature, but high profile um, sort of trumpeting of, of, of what this is is obviously very amusing to me. But what's much funnier is just looking at that the organization that is sort of behind all of this is a is a, an outfit called Fact. The Federation
1: Against Copyright Theft. They're the oh, people who made them. the ads. You wouldn't download a handbag. That's them. Yeah, they're yes! behind Operation yes! Raider. Yes! Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, they are still going? The, I, all of us, all of us will remember a different sort of copyright warning uh, before DVDs, like "Don't let the pirates brand you with yes! their mark," or like yes! "Piracy funds terrorism." Uh, just all non no skips, all yeah. bangers yeah. facts. the I'm, I'm fact money see directly that added to the IRA <laughs> through well, no, Yu-Gi-Oh! They yeah. still are saying that.
0: It's just rather than saying that piracy funds terrorism, they're now saying that piracy funds serious
2: organized crime. And if they know their audience just somewhere in Beirut, a Hezbollah guy like gets a little like email and it's like uh, to the credit of one episode of <laughs> Bone. <laughs> Um, again, the, the mechanism by
0: which this happens is unclear. Mashallah, they're watching the arsenal they, again. <laughs> they do, we will soon destroy the state up. of Israel. They do list They do <laughs> list two individuals who were sentenced to uh, prison for watching unauthorized streams. But they, of course, neglect to also mention that those individuals were making millions of dollars at the center of an organization selling the cracked fire sticks. And that the judge basically said, well, I guess you also did commit this crime, which I suppose we'll prosecute you for as well.
1: You know, you know what this has made me think of. That um, so to add, my, my friend, my friend Titus who occasionally will just send me a really good tidbit, and he was reading some like uh, tech newswire while he was at work, and it was talking about how this was a couple of months ago. The U.S. Justice Department had wound up a huge catalytic converter theft ring. Um, there, was like, there was like five or six ringleaders who'd each made millions of dollars basically like collating all of these stolen catheter converters and fencing them on, selling them abroad, whatever. And then he was looking through the list of the indictments. And he's like, well, He gets to one of the guys and he's like, Looking at the name, and he's like, that guy's got to be Lithuanian. Like, 100% Dietz is Lithuanian. So then he looks the guy up on Facebook, and the guy's profile picture on Facebook is him standing in front of, like, a mountain of catalytic
4: converters.
1: (laughs) 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 This is, like, utterly perfect. I've got another list
0: of uh, some of the films that Fact has made. Some of them include- Knock Off Nigel!
1: I remember this! Yes, One of
0: them includes one called Knock Off Nigel. Maybe this is a Britonology. actually. It's it's
1: a British porn film from the 70s. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Knock-off Nigel is similar to knock-down Ginger, but... Uh,
0: So, Nigel uh, (laughs) buys unlicensed DVDs, illegally downloads films, and then is accompanied by a derisive song, He's a Knock-off Nigel. Mm. And as a result of his wrongdoings, Nigel is left despised by his
2: peers. Yeah. They really were trying to, like, uh, sort of make bullying happen top-down. And the British public, uh, a group of people who love bullying more than anything, we didn't go for it. Don't tell us how to bully. That never made it into, like... Yeah, exactly. It never made it into like playgrounds or anything. Uh, it, it never made it into like an idiom. It's just it's just like a sad failed PR right, just pulled campaign. up another I one called You Can Click
1: But You Can't Hide, which doesn't even make sense. Well,
0: that's the thing, right? The thing to remember, <laughs> the thing that I found so funny about Fact is, is that like this is the global organization that is like designed to stifle uh, everything to do. Like all of the great things about like owning your own media that's been made like incredibly difficult now is... You know, they can just fuck with the movies that you like. Yeah. Right. Also, if you mm-hmm. want to watch the film Casino, good luck. It's not on a stra- any streaming service. Uh, right. All, all these things. Right. It's, it's nice to have
1: your um, yeah, good that, luck. Yeah, PC Shufflesworth has currently uh, disguised herself but, as Robert De Niro, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but inserted herself into the cover <laughs> of the film Casino. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. As soon as you start watching, she yeah, like Why does Robert De Niro have his thumbs in his stab vest? Well, oh no. Well,
1: sir, you've gambled and lost.
0: So, so, but says what I find amusing is that Fact is British. They're the global organization, but it's all just dour British retired cops whose whole thing is just basically trying to ruin people's good time. Boy, stop it. Um, <laughs> however, they recently.
2: Why would they leave this to us? Like this is a like multi-billion. Maybe trillion even dollar industry, and they just handed it to British well, I mean, grotesquely uh, responsible. Uh, well, the, the funny thing is, the MPA basically uh, stopped at once. Like the
0: nature, because they were set up in the eighties when like home recording and stuff first became a thing, and they were just set up by uh, the Premier League and 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 Virgin and the big MPA studios and stuff. Um, and they were set, and they're the very very sort of pugnacious and aggressive organization. That's like their reputation. Um, and uh, you know, they're. Uh, uh, um, They've recently, however, according to some reports that I've seen, like, I don't think they're getting their MPA funding anymore because they, they're like, okay, yeah, well, like, the nature of piracy has now changed. So I'm wondering if this is also just like you know knocking on the doors of a thousand people in like the West Midlands, just confused guys watching the football in order to say to the MPA, no, please take us back. We can, we can still be
2: current. We can change. Preserving their phony baloney jobs.
1: Yeah, oh, fair enough. That's so good. I love it. I love this country. It's so normal. We do, I mean, we do have the world's best police in the sense that they are the world's most ineffectual police. And since the police are bad, this makes our police the best. <laughs> That's right. The, the British police are so little sort of, of a threat to anyone thing, Yeah. By the standards of police because they're so incompetent <laughs> and so underfunded. Yeah, it's like, it's like any time they get
0: together to try to really do something like the Sarah Everard Vigil or whatever, they can really do some damage. But most of the
2: time they are hamstrung by being terrible. Oh. Uh, really takes it out of them, too. They have to, like, lie down
1: for a bit after that, send some more, like, racist texts. Oh, they
0: love doing that. It's their favorite thing to oh, do. i got
1: a punishing schedule of incriminating myself on WhatsApp. <laughs> it's, like, it's like them and
0: Sam Bankman-Fried who just launched a substack of, like, more self-incrimination, basically. <laughs> Just be
2: like, yeah, you, you look at any British cop's phone, sort of, like, 70-80% to 80% chance they'll be in a WhatsApp group called, like, Racist Jokes. <laughs> that'll, that'll be the name of it. I and, like, 90% with guy of, my car from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of the... <laughs> well, no, some I, of the main... I, I genuinely believe... <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely believe that, like... Almost all of the, like, operational planning of British law enforcement happens in racist memes, and then they're also in another group chat that's called, like, Baz, and that's (laughs) where they do the racist jokes.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, this, this, well, you know what, this is uh, a gamekeeper turned poacher. They know how to evade
1: surveillance.
0: We do, yeah. we do the planning in the racist chat and the racism in the planning chat.
1: We know there's no surveillance. <laughs> We're the ones who are supposed to be doing it.
0: <laughs> so, so so I, I want to move on a, a little bit as well. Uh, this is um, uh, one more thing before we get to Greensill, um, which is uh, the, the I'm just I'm ringing a big bell. The old uh, tech hype cycle uh, is dead. Uh, the new one is not struggling to be born. It is uh, absolutely getting ushered out of the birth canal. There's got an epidural. Everyone's very excited about it. Mm. Um Usher down. down. Yeah, so please come on. Uh, Coinbase uh, is doing Beckoning. another round sponsored by Usher. Coinbase is doing another round of layoffs. It's down to by the when we did the um, the Coinbase episode. Do we remember what the stock was that day?
1: Oh, you didn't say that was going to be a test. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was. It feels like we've been getting these updates faster and faster, so it must be pretty precipitous. Uh, so
0: what's happened is Coinbase has done another round of layoffs, and they've stopped doing all of their high cost, low return projects, which I personally wouldn't have started. Mm. Uh, but you know, maybe that's why I'm not a billionaire. Um, and uh, but they're letting another 950 jobs uh, go. Um, And you know this is this is from uh, this is a particularly brutal, Uh,
2: really really kind of like stretching the meaning of the word jobs. Sorry, how
0: about this? Another nine hundred (laughs) and fifty occupations. People were occupied, just you know thinking like, hey, what if we could make it so that you could pay for a donut in under ten minutes?
1: We're, we're, we're doing some changes, and when we're done, it's going to be a lot better. It's going to be better than maybe ever.
0: It's going to be a fast donut purchase. Now, so this is a particularly, uh, I'd say, excoriating uh, quote from an analyst um, uh, quoted by the FT. Ahem. While this creates a near-term filler for Coinbase's dwindling operating leverage, it does not ha- fix the number one problem, deteriorating volumes amid re- retail crypto trading fatigue, i.e. people no longer believe they can get rich doing it, and so no one's bothering. That is to say,
2: yeah, it's done. It's over that yeah. re- read between the lines. That's what an analyst writes on the, where they're like. It's yeah. over. And to it's, it's so super over. over. <laughs> and that's in no small part
0: because, right, ultimately um, Coinbase crypto, everything involved in it is one of the most pro cyclical um, uh, industries that there is. And pro cyclical just means like when the rest of the economy is up, when interest rates are low and so on and so on, uh, it is sort of
2: up proportionally to that. And that's because for reasons, yeah, it only works when money is free, and now money isn't free yeah. anymore, and so it, it, it's over. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay at, here. at a very high at a very high level. Yes, that's basically what we're talking about, right? And what, but
0: however, this has been, you know, we, because you no know, nature abhors a vacuum. Uh, this has very, very neatly uh, this gap has been filled by AI, uh, specifically AI as represented. By ChatGPT, which I wanted to talk about one more time, or not one more time, we're going to talk about it probably a lot, probably quite a bit actually over the next year. And this was catalyzed by something that I've been expecting and then saw has now happened, uh, which is that we talked about this in the episode with James Vincent, which was the um, sort of very large cash infusion uh, by Microsoft uh, into OpenAI in order to support the ChatGPT tool and incorporate it into other things. Um, So this is the $30 billion valuation. Uh, that uh, that OpenAI now has. So Microsoft you know, is injecting $10 billion into it. Uh, and uh, they're doing this. I, I won't spend too much time talking about the deal structure, because frankly, it's not. I mean, it's it's interesting in theory, but not really to us. But suffice to say that they have a huge claim on a lot of um, OpenAI's like, actual revenues until um, it, uh, the investment gets paid back. Uh, and right now, ChatGPT doesn't have a way to monetize. But Microsoft is very, very good. Historically, they're very good at this. At identifying whatever is going to become essential for the jobs of the future uh, and then monopolizing it as much as they can. That's what they did with Windows PCs. That's what they did with software bundling. Uh, That's what Bill Bill Gates is basically just a kind of automaton that does that. That's how to understand it. Right. And so that and also
2: some other things yeah. that stress you yeah. Out yeah, in, yeah. in you know, various locations, <laughs> some, other, some other stuff. He that's leads stress- a
1: very stressful life.
2: The man <laughs> leads a stressful that's life. That's why he has yeah, to he have does. a
1: very non-stressful haircut that's easy to maintain. <laughs>
0: that's right. Um, and a little bit, I think what, what oh, Microsoft is doing with the open AI thing as well. So I've I've talked to some people who also support this theory as they're doing a bit of a soft bank where they've, ta- they've picked their winner. Right. Because they have they have decided they've 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 understood that. Uh, this kind of like large language model AI is going to be integral to the future of work. And if you remember what we said in the episodes about it, it doesn't mean it's going to do the job better. It doesn't even mean it's going to do the job minimally well. It just means that it's going to be a useful tool for people that own companies to, um, and people that are responsible for paying wages for capital and so on to further take control of break up and de-skill one of the main kinds of job that there is now, which is sort of you know, making email no-jumps. jumps. Yeah, yeah Exactly. So, the, yeah. bearing all that They're in gonna mind. They're going to replace podcasts. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, so, just bear all that in mind, right? Uh, and and then what Microsoft has done is they've picked their winner of what they see as the next cycle, and they are just defending it with huge amounts of cash. This is what SoftBank did.
2: It's just that SoftBank is run by a lunatic. And so, they picked winners <laughs> in industry. So it's, yeah. it's sort of like... They're bolstering it against the economy, the economy that is being it's do, it's doing the cyclical thing again. It's 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 cycling in the bad way, and so Microsoft is like, no, we're we're not going to let you, uh, you know, uh, take our beautiful yeah. racist chatbot. It's it's
0: it's it's that. It's also uh, the other thing is that if you think a lot of other people are going to enter into the industry. You can basically buy your way into always being at the top table by either being first or sure. being richest. And Microsoft is ensuring that Chat GPT so is like stealing a march on Yeah. You? And Microsoft okay. is ensuring that Chat GPT is doing both. Um, so okay. you know, and, and this is beyond Wow,
2: this sounds smart. <laughs> I mean, uh yeah. good for them, I guess. Exactly. And it's going to make everyone's lives worse, appreciably, because now in, instead of like having your email job, you're going to be replaced by a, a racist yeah. clippy. But. Yeah, this is an
1: unfortunate term for trash future, because normally we talk about companies that are evil but incompetent, and Microsoft is a company which is evil but very competent.
0: <laughs> That's right. Um, and so I think that when it's worth talking about, the reason I bring up Coinbase as a kind of foil to open air and chat, chat GPT is that it's worth thinking about this in terms of the business cycle itself. Um, and so if we're in, for example, if you're in a tightening cycle, right, that makes stuff like crypto worthless, the last time this happened, right, and this is the example the examples I always come back to, are McDonald's and Uber, right? They defined a lot of, they defined quite a bit of uh, a lot of people's experience of work, and they're two good examples. And, the, and I always come back to the idea that when jobs in a recession get damaged, the scar tissue stays. Right. And hmm.
2: yeah, stuff that gets automated, stuff that gets casualized, hmm. stays casualized, stays automated. Yeah.
0: And so that into so at McDonald's when they when they replaced uh, when they decided to have automated customers input their own orders in those kiosks, they don't have to fire everyone. There are still people who interact with the customers, but they don't have to have as many people per store. Basically, their overall
2: wage no, bill gets just cheaper. just
1: enough to like yeah. get a chair thrown at them, and yeah, exactly. you know deflected. Yeah. efforts yeah, it's percent. British McDonald's. Yeah. Bare <laughs> minimum. You still got to have the scary McDonald's bouncer on a Saturday night in Derby.
2: <laughs> so, so, long as you have a sort of greater capability to restrain people than the average shift of British police, <laughs> that's the like minimum staffing level for a McDonald's. But, and yeah. so what? Ha- um, and we found and so
0: that. what happened? And I mean, it, these 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 comparisons aren't tidy, right? Uber, in the one sense was countercyclical because it was a um a huge it was countercyclical in one sense because it was a gigantic hit to the wage bill of um sort of the taxi industry in general but it was structured in such a way that it was procyclical because it was basically a expanding um uh, it was an, an a, it was just this big expanding balance sheet didn't make
3: a profit yeah, it, so
2: it, it, like and, and it made the discourse much worse because it allowed people to suck off Travis Kalanick in like a sort of, uh, th- this is a disruptor sort of way, uh, and and provided us with like a shitload of content. So thank you to, to Uber for that. So, but anyway, yeah. this is, all of this is
0: to say, right, that if the last, that, that we're, we can kind of see now elements of the hype cycle in the economy that is going to emerge because the economic environment has now been aligned with the thing that it's going to
2: believe produces the future. And the danger... Oh, Facebook. They did, they did all of this shit for the metaverse, and then the economy just went, whoop, nope, instead of that <laughs> racist chatbot. Well,
1: they didn't have the money for legs. <laughs> you know, that's the problem. <laughs> they faked legs, and the market lost trust in them. It's so funny that they faked the legs.
0: <laughs> um, and so,
1: you know, you, you, you,
0: we've seen sort of various efforts to invent the future happen it's just there was all of those efforts to invent the future weren't really reducing a wage bill that much they weren't really they weren't really automating a lot of actual meaningful work sure the metaverse might reduce your like um your office uh, leasing bill but is that really especially in email
2: jobs sort of the compared the opposite of what capital wants well, to do well
0: it's like
3: on it seems like on a very basic level it's like the metaverse still requires <laughs> people right like to function it needs people it doesn't need people in the same place it doesn't need people like in kind of office environments and like all the sort of complicated, not even complicated, it's like, you know, all the things that you need to do actually to maintain an office space. And what the kind of chat, the chat GPT era, and even just like the AI automation era seems to imply, is that like the future
0: of innovation is really going to be, how can you do stuff with less people? With yeah. fewer people, rather. Yeah, in fact, I, um, I grabbed a, an interesting, uh, so I, I also, I subscribe to all of Arc's newsletters. Uh, again, the things I do for you, people. Mm. Um, Ark to remind you is
1: uh, newsletters come in two by two every yeah.
0: week. <laughs> Ark to remind you is the thematic exchange traded fund run by Kathy Wood, who believes that God told her to allocate capital to disruptive technology companies. Yeah, she's kind of
1: like a Mormon investor.
2: <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's so grim that we've gotten to the point of doing this show. That's like, yeah, yeah. We all we all know the just sort of the the insane um, theocracy hedge fund. We know about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. So. They recently had a report on
0: tomorrow's trends and also actually by the, the newsletter that came out just after that had a really interesting way thing on how they calculate profitability, which I I think is worth mentioning in a sec. Um, so it says, the, while the U.S. labor force has grown consistently from 12 million 1870 to 150 million 2021, the number of labor hours per employee has de- declined at a compound annual rate of 0.37% per year. Thanks to technologically enabled innovation. Nobody wants
2: to work anymore. Well, Um,
0: well, they have a more optimistic view, right? Where they say that thanks to technologically enabled innovation, labor is producing more while working less. In the early 1900s, Ford's pathbreaking concept of a Jewish conspiracy that control. Sorry, I misread that. (laughs) Ford's pathbreaking concept of an assembly line accelerated the annual decline in working hours per employee more than fourfold to 1.39 percent per year until the Great Depression, World War II arrested it, as shown in the second chart above.
2: B- chart below. And, and quality of life went up hugely, which is, um, you know, obviously we're primed to replicate that, given that we have sort of comparable rates of engagement with things like unions, right? Oh, uh, pres- well, again, uh, I mean, obviously, what is left
0: unsaid in ARC is is where those um, extra profits from working hours go and so on and so on. Because, of course, they're, they're A, they don't care and B, they're incentivized to obfuscate it. Um, but it is, it's, it's interesting to see that they're making the same comparison. Uh, so they say, this year, generative AI breakthroughs such as ChatGPT and Dali2 could catalyze another period of accelerated declines in working hours per employee. And usually, I think ARK is full of shit. But in this case, again, I actually do think they are kind of onto something just much in the same way that um those declines in working hours per employee only produce better outcomes in the case of like very strong uh union presence for example uh sure. in the in the case of of those workers being a political force in a way that they're not now that you know i think what 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 are, i i'm reading the same thing and sort of agreeing with them i'm just doing it in a scary voice basically as opposed to yeah, with big thumbs up yeah
2: well i i mean like i, I I think we've we've spoken about this before that like there are obvious labor saving applications of AI there's a you know if you've ever had an emails job you'll know how many fucking emails you have to write where the semantic content is you could essentially convey that in two words and telling a computer to go and do that for you would save everyone involved a lot of time it's just saying that again in a scary voice um what if the sort of the fruits of that aren't going to you working less and relaxing more, but instead going to now you have six people's jobs? Yeah. Uh, And also, you know,
0: that guy that owns the thousand houses, uh, 50 of them he's gotten rid of, but we haven't, there are no more new ones.
2: Hmm. And
0: so this is, and this is, this is the thing. This is why I, I think about this, right? Because it is through, through a partnership with an organization like Microsoft That's like the the model, the potential of of open AI and possibly the threat to livelihoods. That's how it scales. Right. And that is now happening.
2: It's it's also annoying that it's happening through Microsoft, because, of course, all of this will have to be branded as uh, Microsoft Clippy from Microsoft Uh, Office.
0: You know, I'd be less mad if they made it Clippy. (laughs) They were like, look, Bill, Bill says that Clippy has to be the face of the AI. We're replacing Bing with Clippy. It looks like you're trying to illegally download Yu-Gi-Oh. We've called we've called like this retired police detective from from fact
1: to come and kick you in the nads. Oh, it's um it's uh, it's it's that show new tricks with Dennis Waterman, but they're all copyright. <laughs> <ups> now. <Yeah. laughs>
0: um, so I mean th- and there are some people, you know, who are saying, "Oh, all this AI stuff, it's all hype. It's like crypto, there's nothing there. Um all of it is garbage. Look how I can trick the chatbot." it's like, "Yeah, maybe now." Um but the thing is, you have to remember crypto didn't allow capital to uh, de-skill labor crypto allowed capital to expand through uh, inflation crypto was a way to capture uh things like just capture value through low rates it was a great way to swindle but it was a great way for
1: guys you went to high school with to buy a camaro yeah
0: it was that's exactly <laughs> what it was it was a it was a wonderful three card trick a great way to swindle yeah. but you it used didn't... to have
1: to join the army to do that but, but there now...
0: was there, there, and, there were, and there were some ways, right, that crypto was used to exploit labor. I think Axie Infinity is a great one. But that was such an edge case yeah. of the overall ecosystem.
3: This was, this was the thing. It was sort yeah. of like crypto sort of seemed a bit too convoluted and a bit too complicated to sort of like integrate into, like for companies to sort of like integrate
0: into existing systems, right? Also, also, I think there was, there was really no mechanism by which it could be used Socially, like there was no social relationship. It's just an
1: inefficient way of doing a bank transfer.
0: Yeah, there was the, the social relationship that crypto represented was, in my view, a kind of, um, a, a sort of a, an almost a value fetishism where it was just sort of abstract value and nothing else. Um, and the social relation that AI enables is one that is between labor and capital. It's one that's between bosses and workers. Uh, and that's why I, I think that. To just imagine that this is all hype, it's like crypto. There's nothing there. It's all bullshit. Is quite dangerous, and that people with jobs, there are a lot of people with a lot of jobs now, who should start thinking like you're a New York taxi driver and it's 2008. I I don't want to be a downer,
1: but hey, whoa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's not. And again, gotta
1: send all these fucking emails. It it doesn't need to do (laughs) your. Think a computer can do this. Remember, (laughs) it doesn't need to do your job
0: better than you. It just needs to do it well enough to take over. Or it just needs to take part of your job away
2: from you. Exactly. And the the answer is, uh, like, uh, the upshot of this is not necessarily that you will lose your job exactly. It may be more that you end up doing your job in a more precarious way, and you end up doing more people's jobs at once, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, To which the only tonic is... Uh ruthless Luddism and um absolute sort of like union based yeah. solidarity.
3: Well I was also gonna I was also gonna add that even if the AI is not particularly like efficient at kind of replacing a job and you still sort of need people to either like manage the AI or work with the AI, like the presence of it being there is enough to sort of like be destabilizing, mm. right? Because sort mm-hmm. of reserve that, army of well, capital. Because it's very much like, just that thing about like, well, you know, this AI sort of took like a quarter to like half your job anyway. You're very lucky to sort of still be here, but mm. like you know, eventually, like AI innovation will kind of mean that you'll be replaceable, regardless. So, like, you better kind of continue working. You better not think about unionizing, otherwise, you know. Mm.
0: Try to unionize with the AI. Clippy's not interested, right? Exactly. Clippy realizes this job, this workplace is a family. <laughs> I think that the, the thing, the thing to remember, right, is that is that the, as we always say, but we don't usually say this in reference to when people say that some technology in and of itself is going to produce some kind of positive social change is that the way to understand technology is not just by the operations of its nuts and bolts or what subroutines it has or whatever but rather by the social relationships that it encourages and enables and um and so you know
2: happily the- yeah. though however this shakes out um your own labor is still going to be the like determinant factor in like how society gets organized and your ability to Organize and control and perhaps withhold that labor is what's going to make the difference, even if that labor is I have to craft a bunch of prompts for an AI to write an article instead of I have to do it
1: myself. Yeah. For example, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! in and of itself is just a tool.
2: (laughs) But
0: it depends who
1: that you know who that tool is in the hands of. And you know, like for example, when Yu-Gi-Oh is being used to fund Hezbollah, then it's good.
0: (laughs) So if you're saying I'm a professional. I'm a white collar professional. I have an email job. I don't need to unionize, but other people should unionize. Fucking unionize. Do it sooner yes. rather than later.
2: Th- this, is, this is why it's so timely that like, uh, a lot of like, journalists have been successfully unionizing uh, their publications, their newsrooms, whatever, is because this is going to be one of the things that it comes for first. This is like an easy get, uh, because there's, as we know, a lot of journalism that is sort of written to, good enough standard, pumped out the door and quickly forgotten. That's exactly the kind of thing that uh, the AI is going to be like Targeted towards replacing It will actually um, be
1: interesting When you know Like kind of like The the, I would say The general trend Of like unionising More workplaces Meets with the general trend Of more jobs Being total nonsense Kind of collides In the middle Because up until now The kind of jobs That have gone on strike Have tended to be jobs Where when they go on strike People are like Oh fuck We really needed those guys Whereas if all the marketers Go on strike I mean by all means Please do But I am worried About what the consequence Might be like Oh those guys They weren't doing anything Everything's fine
0: <laughs> I just didn't get an email about my pastriness today. Wait, wait, those are those are spammers.
2: That's <laughs> you know, guess...
1: a form of marketing, Riley! but no, 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 yeah, I, all guess, like I guess the
2: point is that it's like it—it it makes a difference to the, their management, right? If yeah. that's what the beauty of organizing into like the international brotherhood of dipshits, local fourteen twenty-eight or whatever. they take taken yeah. the village
1: idiot for granted. <laughs> the the, the yeah. other brotherhood will rise up. <laughs>
2: Yes. Someone has yeah, you- to jack
1: off in a barrel in the town square, <laughs> and it's going to be me, the jacking oaf. No, Clippy can't do You have to join.
2: This. You have to join an oaf local, if, if, And you if, have to do weirdly it now.
1: Actually, the 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 oaths are uh,
0: are union. <laughs> the oafs are actually unionized with a uh, GMB? Weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> good morning britain i'll miss emails from lucy from
3: orange pr uh if she if she unionizes like all the emails just being like hey we've opened up this like this new club in london is opened up it's like really fancy do you want pictures of it and when i email her being like well can i go see it can i go like have a drink there and she's like no no, no of course but not. but you can have pictures of it to write for any publication that you are Uh, that you're currently interested in and then she leaves a smiley face afterwards so yeah yeah, i hope i hope her unionizations unionization they're gonna start doing work
1: to rule they're not putting the smiley (laughs) face at the end of the email email. (laughs) even annoying workers are workers yeah
3: exactly (laughs) yeah well well yeah yeah well this i was also just sort of thinking about annoying orange orange pr i was kind of thinking about this the other day as well where it was just kind of you know so like so much of sort of bullshit economies and stuff was sort of like sort of the kind of, you know, the inflated value of these sort of like white-collar email jobs, right? And, you know, I, I do kind of wonder whether there'll be a conflict in terms of like the sort of eagerness to automate or the eagerness to sort of like cut expenses and cut wages and cut jobs by using that. And then by extension, like, you know, the sort of number of white-collar workers who find themselves like losing jobs at like quite a rapid rate, right? And like, I wonder how that will sort of affect a much broader economy, which has been so dependent on these like surging middle-class jobs. That have sort of been like very overvalued and overpaid for like you know for like over a decade.
0: I, I can answer. So are we saying that adult daycare is over- <laughs> That's the thing. I, I think like I think to be honest, I think there's sort of a I think what I look my my opinion, not my tin hat opinion, but rather my sort of very large uh, unfalsifiable opinion, my cling film hat opinion. <laughs> yeah, let's say that my cling film hat opinion <laughs> is that with. With the expansion of lots of different uh free trade areas, mostly uh like like the big one for for like the America was like NAFTA, but also the accession of china into the w t o um is that the you're you're familiar with the elephant graph we talked about it before, right yeah. the elephant graph for those of you who don't know it's about it's the graph that everyone tries to ignore <laughs> yeah. well, sort of kind of uh, it's the gra- yeah, elephant. Yeah, in the graph yeah, and so it's a graph and it's sort of it is <laughs> A, a sort of large hump, and then a, a down slope, and then a, another sort of swipe up. It looks like a kind of a, an S with a big bottom and a, and a little top. It looks like when you try to
3: draw boobs on your calculator, it doesn't quite work. Uh, sure.
0: So, but yeah, that's, that's the elephant graph. It, and what it shows is the distribution of wealth, uh, or, or specifically the distribution of growth in wealth um, in the last sort of X years. And what it's supposed to show is that globalization, at the expense of the sort of working and middle classes of the developed world, has massively benefited everyone else. And so what it means is, oh, yeah, look, uh, someone making, who used to make like 10 cents a day now makes a dollar a day. That means they've had a, a, for a very large percentage growth in their incomes. Also, it means that the people who used to make $10,000 a day now make $100,000 a day. But the, the, by showing it as a percentage, they're able to make very small numbers and very large numbers look like one another. Um, And I think one of the what that show what that graph shows to me uh, is that um, there is a far far less importance that that, that much of the global economy now is structured on most people except the very rich becoming largely similar to one another. So declining, so living standards more or less coming to meet one another, uh, very close to the bottom, Um, all to sort of preserve the sort of extremely high living standards of people at top, which means right? That if the if the trend is going in that direction, uh, then why do we need the adult daycare jobs? W- what purpose did the adult daycare jobs serve
2: to that particular global? economy? Sort system? of to like generate TikToks.
0: Yeah. And, and, and also to sort of say, like, if you have an email job, your job really isn't your email job. Your job is to go shopping. But um, I mean, how long are how long really are people going to depend on you being sort of relatively mass affluent? Right, um, and going shopping sort of once a week, uh, when when especially like your ability to do that has been degraded for the last fourteen years anyway. Right, the that kind of wealth building is no longer really important. The kind of wealth building, the 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 email job really is kind of a, it's a phenomenon of, um, sort of the, I'd say the '90s to mid 2000s, right? And just because it had a very long hangover, but that long hangover has been all about increasing precarity. It's been about proletarianization creeping upwards, right? That's been the story. Why would it stop with email jobs? There's no reason why, why it would. And so, you know, this
1: is just so long as it stops before podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so long as, yeah, that's so long
2: right. as I'm fine. I yeah. can still make jokes about this. No one
1: can automate joke, Vanderclerk. Yeah, I've had a visit from the British <laughs> police for illegally downloading the movie Adult Daycare, which is a bad Serbian remake of Daddy Daycare with Eddie Murphy, which weirdly still stars Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's got Seagal in it too, which is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, he plays a one of the kids. Him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: He's a tod- he's a toddler who never gets out of his chair. I'm in a
1: chair. I can't move. Well. Why, why does he sound like Trump? Uh, there's, I mean, two of the coolest um, guys. This is what Stephen Seagal sounds like when he tries to speak Serbian. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> I'm speaking i speaking it a lot. Of, oh, have you seen the launch video for Donald Trump's NFT collection? Uh, I weirdly I I haven't seen the video. I always oh, I sent this today. It was so good. It's like it's me, your favorite president, the best, better <laughs> than Lincoln. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's right. Yeah, <laughs> he's right. Yeah. You know what? I mean, you can't fault him for being wrong. And he's like, going, these NFT cards are very exclusive. They're ninety nine dollars. They're beautiful pieces <laughs> of art. And then it's like, it's like showing them in the background as he does. He's doing the like. It's the um. It's the same like address overall video framing of the one where he's like, you can't do it. It's disgusting. <laughs> but but he's like, the NFTs are all like Trump as Superman, like revealing the S or whatever. He's like, we're building it. We're building a community. I think you're going to like them. You're going to like them yeah. a lot. Well, in that case, NFT stands for nah, fucking true. You should, <laughs> <'Cause> you he- <laughs> should buy these now because they're going to go and they're going to be gone. Yeah, we're going to buy them all. We're spending the getting whole Getting into Patreon. NFTs.
2: Yeah, at this moment too is just so so awesome. Prompt. I love mm.
0: like at the moment when
1: they've when when they're the bane business now is buying them for tax loss purposes. Well, you know why we have to buy them? It's because one of the if you buy one, you get entered into a prize draw for a number of prizes, which are. Uh, You can go, you can play on one of my beautiful golf courses, and they are beautiful. You can also win a dinner with me. I'm not sure if that's a great prize, but that's one of the prizes. (laughs) Can all all
0: five of us just go and sit in one chair and just, like, have dinner with him and just talk to him like a Greek chorus? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or like each of us says one word, and like in a sentence, yeah, the trash future
2: yeah. gestalt consciousness. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, so I, I also and that's noticed. how they're going to replace us. That's how they're going to like automate and like pare us down. <laughs> is we end up like sharing a consciousness yeah. together?
0: We're going to all have to live in one head. Um, mm. So I, I want to talk about this arc profitability thing, and then we're going to go into the re- horrifying. At, l-
2: at least one of us gets gender dysphoria. <laughs>
1: yeah, mm. I mean, yeah, that, that's true. Actually, it's it a minimum, a minimum of one. Yeah. A Highlander. There <laughs> yeah. must be exactly one. Yeah,
2: I, I would like, out of fairness, if we had to be in like a hot girl head, and I'm happy, and
1: all of you are miserable. That would be like turnabout. I think I'd enjoy being a hot girl. At least for yeah. a bit, Milo. Did your egg just crack a little bit? What, didn't, wait, <laughs> yeah, didn't, I think so. didn't,
3: someone, someone—I can't remember who it was—like did a sort of uh, image transformation where it would be like, "What would Milo look like as a oh, girl?" Oh, yeah, and I
0: did, and I do think
3: it, it did yeah, make a yeah, few of us hot. feel something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, so, uh, d- imagine Milo as a girl. <laughs> no, I want <laughs> to talk-
1: <looked> Great, <laughs> better <laughs> than ever.
0: <laughs> I want to <laughs> talk.
2: I want to. The question is, Milo, do you imagine yourself as a girl? <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs>
0: I, I want to talk. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll hold off on the arc profitability thing because we've already gone for a very long time. And I really basically the dessert, the dessert yeah, look, is I'll, uh, I'll say in, in short, I'll say I'll describe it in 30 seconds where basically they say they have this new method for calculating. Where If you use the usual method for calculating profitability, um, then only 27.8 uh, percent of ARC's um, holdings are positive. And that's using EBITDA, one of the most like But we don't want to give you that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> So this star is working for ARK. so they have a new um they have a new way of calculating it where they say look we we're gonna Half remove your age plus seven <laughs> we're gonna remove <laughs> uh, look these are like innovation heavy companies that are spending lots of money to acquire customers are going to be unprofitable so if you assume it just like because EBITDA right it removes stuff like depreciation taxes amortization these things that like you say okay well that doesn't really look let you look at the financial health of a business what Arc has basically said is what if we took, we said, we did EBITDA, sure, but also removed uh, research and development, cost to acquire customers, <laughs> and okay. then salaries. What if
2: we just, like, <laughs> yeah, salaries? what if all of those are mulligans? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. We're, we're doing
1: a vibes-based EBIT. Yeah.
0: So it said, what if we remove research and development, salaries in the form of stock, uh, and then sales and marketing activities, including, like, spending money to acquire customers, including offer your bring your product cheaper than it is to grow market share. And if you take out all of that stuff, then actually 84.9% are profitable.
1: Yeah. If you if you, you only is look is only at only this... 84% still after you've removed all the running costs.
2: <laughs> uh, if you only look at this side of the house, the house is
1: not on fire on average. <laughs> yeah. Look, look. You ha- think my stocks a fucking dog? Who's a fucking dog now, can? <laughs> <laughs> I've changed the paradigm.
0: <laughs> so so, this is dessert. It's dessert time. Mm. Uh, it's it's going to be another long episode, I'm afraid. But that's Join fine us having in Riley's fun. patisserie. The Battle of Sog Hall Fields, colon, what Lex Greensill did next. He's back,
2: baby. <laughs> He's better than ever.
0: Uh, before- Can I just say,
2: by the way, that everywhere in England is named something like Sog Hall Fields. <laughs> it sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like a
1: fucking bloodborne area. Niggle be under bumble things yeah. like that, nature Like,
0: yeah. uh, oh I can't believe I parked my Tesla in Sog Hall Fields, and now it's like <laughs> become Faye. Mm, don't want that. Uh, so before we go on, this by the is way, how you get a moldy Tesla. <laughs> before we go on, by the way, while he's doing this, uh, this is from Reuters, which is that Credit Suisse is cutting fifty percent of its 2022 bonus pool, which is like enormous because that's like most of bankers' like huge outsized incomes come from bonuses. Um, As the Swiss bank presses on with efforts to revive its fortunes after a series of scandals and heavy losses, including the Greensill scandal. So while all Uh of that is happening, a bunch of like a bunch of bankers have basically just been told that I'm I'm afraid there'll be no champagne fight this year. Oh, Oh, no. But
1: we was looking forward to it, sir. (laughs) Here in Zurich.
0: (laughs) Oh, in the East End of Zurich.
1: Oh, we love the champagne fight. It's what we look forward to every year the most, apart from the tour of the secret gold in the basement. So I wasn't supposed to mention that. (laughs) The secret gold (laughs) that we found. The imaginary secret gold that isn't really there. Stop asking about the gold. Who mentioned the gold? (laughs) Not me. It was that urchin banker. I'm sorry sir I was just excited About the gold tour I won't mention it again I promise Like a single gunshot Rings out
0: (laughs) Ah Tiny Tim He was this far away From vesting
1: Everyone Please take out the burial tool From your Swiss army knife So
0: Yeah It's it's the tool That creates uh, Haunting soundscapes Mm, That's right Adam Curtis Yeah So uh, the the, fallen the aus-
2: knife, the corkscrew, the tool for getting um, stones out of horses' hooves, the tool for getting snitches out of banks. No. <laughs> yeah, right. So, this is from the Financial Review. Uh, the fallen Australian
0: billionaire tried to buy 200 hectares of farmland near a village in northwest England, so the view from his home and his neighbor's home, Barnabas Borbleby, wasn't spoiled.
1: Barnabas no. Borableby. I, I remember Bar- Barnabas
2: Borbleby, very fondly.
1: Barnabas yeah. Borableby. <laughs> See, I, I'm cursed to be the only I'm one who gonna remembers say again. Barnabas Borbley. Barnabas Borbley. <laughs> it is so close. You to You did this Bumblebee. the first time too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, and it's never, it's uh, never going to stop. So,
0: uh, sorry, uh, the second I added the second, the third B. It says Bor Borblee. Borbley, Borbley. <laughs> Barnabas <laughs> Borbley.
3: Somehow <laughs> that's
1: worse. Uh, uh, so, An ass name. No, no, no
0: we, we've talked about Barnabas Borbley before. He owned
1: no, this. Sp- sorry, I can't take you seriously. while You're saying the words Barnabas Borbley. Okay, fine. We talked about double B before.
2: Um, B. B. Which is uh, Imagine imagine him going through like any aspect uh, of daily life. Imagine getting it, called at your GP. You know Mr. What? Yeah. Bawble it's,
1: Bawble B? it's quadruple B. There's so yeah. many B's.
2: Barnabas Bourbon. No, no. So it, he if you recall,
0: uh, Lex Greensill tried to supply chain finance his neighbor's special needs school. That's right. his neighbor, Barnabas
1: uh, Borbul. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, the Bawbly School yeah. for
0: Special so I, I'm I'm sort of summarizing some stuff. I'm just not reading exactly the article. I'm sort of summarizing up front so we have all the information. Barnabas
1: Borbley's Special School for People with Speech Impediments.
2: <laughs> That's they're it like, once <laughs> they
1: can say my name, they're free. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sort of a, a lot of a, a lot of Dickensian characters. To mm,
0: see, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Greensill... Oh,
1: please, sir! I just want to go and work for Credit Suisse. Okay, hold but on, on, I hold can't on. do it with this <laughs> list. <Lizzie.
0: laughs>
2: let, let me get let me get some of this Barnabas Let me get some of this information. Out. Like school of Wayward Boys. Uh, so, mm.
0: then the what the project that he's doing that he was sort of working with Borbly. Barnabas Borbley on <laughs> Barnabas Borbley's bull
1: for boys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a sustainable farming and reforestation project on Shotwick Park near the northeast northwest English village of Soghall. That's been his home base for two decades. Shotwick and Soghall. <laughs> How is this country real? I've lived here my entire life. So,
2: uh, the the I journalist
0: the journalist took a train up uh, to Soghall to go to the parish council meeting, where apparently all the controversy around this project has been centered. You
1: have no authority here, Barnabas Bulbly.
0: Uh, so, um, barely hours later, this is the, this is from their article. Greensill had learned that I was in town, and I found myself in his Range Rover, driving through the woods and looking at the um. pilot. Sorry, this is
2: sort of like a a Russian oligarch thing. You go to the, like, town, you know, an hour outside of Samara or whatever, and, like, they see you coming off the train, and you end up going to a quarry where you have a conversation about exactly what you're going (laughs) to publish.
1: They're like, hey, do you reckon you can fit in this suitcase? Yeah. Uh, No, I'll publish anything you say. Um,
2: It says, and and looking at this pilot
0: project, he has set up with one of the local farmers. It's the first time he's talked to a journalist since his company went to administration. By evening... I was in the back row of a parish council meeting that had descended into utter chaos. The chairman was ousted in a coup organized by his deputy, and many walked out in High dudgeon. High dudgeon was another neighboring village. The deposed chairman dramatically tore up some papers. His deputy tried in vain to assert his newly assumed authority. And so, the, and, question. Yes, please.
2: Uh, ra- ra- raising a uh, sort of pointed information here, what's the sort of population of this village? Because it feels like Lex Greensill used to do this for... Like, the country. like David Cameron was his guy, and he's now been reduced to a sort of Jackie Weaver level Mm. of intrigue.
1: Well, if you extrapolate from the number of Barnabas Baubleys they have in their constituency, which is one. That is so high. (laughs) The presumably the (laughs) overall population has got to be massive. Sociologists call that the B number,
0: the 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 B B squared,
1: (laughs) the Baubly number, Uh,
0: the Baubly Boolean. uh, To answer your question, Alice, uh, in 2011 it was 3009, but I think everyone was 90, and so maybe it's gone down. Yeah, the Uh, the Baubly
1: constant. Yeah.
0: So so
2: um. I, think I bought that as a paperback and an airport. <laughs> the,
0: the seeming cause of all of this discord, the Shotwick Park project, whose instigator Lex Greensill was n- sat with his now bearded but totally impassive face as the mayhem unfolded
2: around him.
0: Freak! Freak, 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 freak.
2: <laughs> He's just thinking about who Bearded man. but He's gotten like a sort of a beard of sorrow, you know, because like in a character's sort of like punished arc, right, where they go out to like a small town in the country and like rebuild themselves. Maybe they grow beards and no one recognizes them. He's fucking Jackie Daytona (laughs) of of and Bog (laughs) End or whatever. Was it
1: was it Radovan Karadzic who like fled justice and went and set himself up as a faith healer in some small town somewhere?
2: Faith, faith and sex healer. Yes, sex healer. (laughs) Yeah. So, no. The
1: Tom Jones B-side.
2: <laughs> so, no, a- he would, like, fix your sex life using, like, massage and Reiki
1: and shit. Yeah, the problem is you're getting the pussy that stresses you out. <laughs> Believe me, <laughs> I've been very stressed in my life. I've done a lot of things which I won't go into. And now, I only get pussy that relaxes me. <laughs> <laughs> what did Victor <laughs> Petrushka do Rado in
2: the
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's also in the Balkans, technically. So, it raises so many
0: questions. So, 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 so. Um, Greensill, uh, again, but also just sitting there and the sort of the chaos unfolding around him. And now the only place he can puppet master is like a 3000 person village. Yeah. Um, that's just, like
2: good, good.
0: Yes. Dance puppets. Uh, so mm. how did it all come to this? So Shawwick Park was in the grounds of a very a long castle. Uh the villagers always liked it because it was a easily accessible bit of green space, and more importantly, didn't have any houses on it, which they hate the idea of.
1: Yeah, no, no one no should of live course. here. In England. Yeah.
0: Uh now, now this is important. The um I know. I obviously I'm not a Yimby, but also, you know, these people are very annoying. I'm not Barnabas Yimbi. Yeah. <laughs> not Barnabas Yimbly. Yeah. Uh so it is owned by <laughs> Chester. Yoke <and> <laughs> <laughs> Jürgen Wimbly and Barnabas Borbley have an exciting investment opportunity for you. Mm, that's right. No, so it's owned by uh, Cheshire West and uh, Chester Council, so which has been leasing it to farmers who grow maize and sheep and raise sheep and stuff. And there's the parish council of the village, and so all of these. And then there's Lex Greensill and Barnabas Borbley, and all of these people are different pieces moving
1: around the board. Um, I hate it when you, you're the last to come, Monopoly, and you have to pick up Barnabas Borbley. <laughs> so everyone's taking the boat, the shoe, the car. <laughs> I was thinking more of a chess vibe, like
2: Bortleby to like a B4. So, in the in the early days, the Parish Council- B- Bishop to Knight's Bortleby. <laughs> oh, the Bortleby gambit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're adding a T that doesn't exist here. Yeah, he's Barnabas bawbly <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so. Oh, the Bawbly defense. Uh, in mm. the early
0: days, the Parish Council was very keen on the idea. Uh, the typical is the typical story in overcrowded England. This is reading the article I again. I king in <laughs> is that green land on the edge of villages tends to get sold off for housing development. But here is a billionaire with roots in the area who's willing to conserve their cherished hinterland from that unwanted fate. Now, early days is very important. Now, again, I've spoken to some people who know about the situation. Mm. Um, and Barnabas boldly. This is well, Barnabas Bor- I didn't talk to Barnabas boldly. I would love Balbley
2: to.
1: shaped informants. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my name, my name is Borblethroat. Throat. My name, is, my name is Barnabas Bauble. Yeah. <laughs> I'm suspended from a Christmas tree. <laughs> and I'll answer your question. I'm rotating slowly. That's right. <laughs> no,
0: no, it's interesting, though, right? Because he's basically saying, I'm going to buy this piece of land for millions of pounds, probably slightly over mm. the odds, right? And I'm going to do fucking nothing with it. I'm just going to buy it and sit on it. That's going to be a huge injection of cash for the council um for the the, the the county council and i'm also going to give the parish council the like you know group of busybodies that sort of run the fat village Jackie <laughs> yeah. Weavers yeah yeah, yeah the your Jackie Weavers and stuff the ones who are <laughs> calling up bodies.
3: about the dick uh, spray paint yeah, on yes. the uh, on the thing which exactly. yeah. which like it back back to my stories for a second they were the people who called and that was why the police came to my door Oh, mm. so that's who they responded. Well, it was a parish, ca- like parish councils. I feel like you need to do a about parish We've councils. We've
1: had a telephone way. communication from a Baubly gentleman. So what happened, right? He says there was a there was a cock and gawk, gawk and Baubly <laughs> drawn on the blackboard. <laughs> so, PC
2: Shufflesworth and PC Baubly. <laughs> <PC Borbley. laughs>
0: so I, I want to explain what happened here. It's not just this is a very bit player <laughs> getting getting promoted to sergeant Baubly.
1: Sergeant Borbley's lonely Barnabas bat.
2: <laughs> I'll
0: I'll let you I'll let you all work this out between you for a while.
2: Just, no, it works with every rank in front of it, Inspector Did Borbley. The Baubly Arts Club.
1: <laughs> Chief Inspector Baubly. Commissioner Baubly. <laughs> Superintendent Borbley. Oh, okay, okay, I'm good, all right. I'm focused. All right. Constable I'm Borbley. All
0: right, are, we, are, we, are, we, are we dialed in? <laughs> Ooh.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. We're mm-hmm. not going to have any Think major so. boreblies. So. Major But um, Yeah. Look. <laughs> let's, let's, we don't want this go over. <laughs> Look, I swear to God. Tell the listener this is why you listen to this podcast and don't pretend otherwise. This
0: is the stupidest reason we've ever gotten ger- this derailed. By <laughs> <Why> fucking far. <laughs> My ribs hurt, man. I... <laughs> Look, the man has a very funny name. I I mean I want
2: to ask him why he didn't change it. No. <laughs> the, the the parents the parents in the hospital going Mr and Mrs Baubly thinking what shall we
1: name our son? Dad's like immediately Barnabas. I will I will brook no question <laughs> on just, this matter. Just,
3: it's just posh people stuff, right? Like you know I, I yeah. knew a guy at like uni who like was a very very posh guy uh, army officer now and his last name is Spunk. So like I don't mm-hmm. know what fucking rank he is, but like major spunk. I think I think major Spunk, lieutenant <laughs> Spunk.
0: It's just part. It's just it's, it's, it's just, it's just British posh people shit. My favorite double act was Spunk and Borbly. Um, Fuck's sake! So, so this is. <laughs> all right, are we? Are we? I'm, I'm going to say his name a couple more times. So yeah, just yeah, yeah. be advised. So because what I was saying right is that in the early days, everyone was excited because Chester West was going to get a big injection of money, basically for nothing. Chester West is like The American Barnabas Ball (laughs) blue See see, see what Basically (laughs) Chester West And Cheshire He's gonna get a big Injection of money For basically nothing And then he also agreed That he was going to Earmark half a million Pounds of it For the parish council So that they could have Like satellite phones to call well, in Yeah, I was gonna say, what,
2: what does this fucking parish council need with half a million quid?
0: Graffiti Robocop.
2: <laughs> get, get <laughs> <it>.
0: robo <Robo-bulbly. laughs> Get an Ed 209 <laughs> to, like, airhole teenagers who are walking around.
1: Robonibus.
0: Like they're, they're gonna be able to, like, do hot fuzz, but, like, with nuclear weapons. Yeah, great. That's my only... Or, or alternatively, maybe they'll just be like, yeah, we bought we bought ourselves fur coats to beautify the village. Um, now, of course... Maybe. Uh, what ha- but right, well, I mean, all this was going on, right? All these offers. It was actually the same meeting, right? Where he offered basically this amazing deal to them. He said, oh, by Here's the way, the by the way, this special needs school that also bills you. Why don't we hook it up to my supply chain finance mm. machine? Why don't we hook he it up to my to money it. farm? And that's the thing. He was, loves to do that. I'm not. Now, I'm not saying anything other than just it's interesting that those two conversations happened at the same time. Uh, ahem. Ahem. Uh, so anyway, right? uh, What like, happened? You, you're not
2: so you're not alleging any kind of like financial unborbularity. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, it's
0: just it's odd that this all happened at the same time. Anyone
1: doing any imborblement? <laughs> 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 uh.
2: Barnabas Bribalby. <laughs> no, I specifically
0: didn't say there was any Barnabas bribery. Actually.
1: Inspector uh, Barnaby sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, so <laughs> how I'm, have we not done an Inspector Barnaby bit yet? This let's is, let's yeah. let's let's carry yeah. on.
0: Let's carry. On. This is already going so Mid-sum- far over time. Midsummer Baubles. What do you think this is? Well, there's your problem. Come on, we got to yeah. keep to a schedule. I mean, kind of now. <laughs> well, so, there's your bauble. As as an added to, basically after Green collapsed. The parish council withdrew their
1: support for the project. Do you know why? I mean, I know you don't know why. Because
2: but... because they're, they're not loyal. Um, the sharks, well, hungry as They far. were like, sorry,
1: we've just read this guy's name. <laughs> and we can no longer in good conscience.
2: Well, what happened was, they were like, okay, well... We he's... listened to this podcast called Trash Future. Well, actually... And we realized that there was one unwitting Australian <laughs> accountant hmm. who well, was sort of the linchpin of this thing.
0: Well, so what they were worried about was that if... um. If the uh, uh, Greensill was no longer going concern, if he wasn't independently wealthy, Mm. then there was a chance he
2: might build homes on the land, as they withdrew their support for the deal. Uh, The the worst possible scum to a sort of English rural council or a property developer. The Um,
1: burbly defense.
2: Yeah, and so, even seemingly Mm. innocuous details, goes the article, such as
0: Greensill's planning applications for a car park and a footpath came to be regarded by the parish council as Trojan horses for houses. Oh, I can't have any houses here. What if people move in?
3: This is like fucking alien
0: versus predator.
3: The thing about the Trojan horse was that there were lots of people inside
0: it. <laughs> That's right. That's and right. They,
1: they loved using footpaths and car parks. <laughs> um, yeah, the Trojan horse was actually against a number of building regs. So, it wasn't certified for that many inhabitants.
0: Greentill himself, of course, said, actually what I'm doing with this place now is I want to use it to like do regenerative agriculture so I can try mm. and find ways to restore the Uh, Soil in my melon farm in Bundaberg
1: What I'm doing on that land is none of your business You may hear wails and (laughs) screams And all kinds of ungodly howls And all I ask is that you do not set foot On my land Now say it again Australian Oh you might hear (laughs) wails and ungodly howls And all I ask you don't set foot on my land Cobber So,
2: um, <laughs>
1: this sort of twelve
2: foot high electrified fence with all the razor wire pointing inwards—that's I'm going to hone on. That's for it. the
1: agriculture. <laughs>
2: that's for the agriculture. It's for the melons. That's
1: all right. I can hone it. You don't want the melons escaping. Genetically modified melons. <laughs> so uh,
2: So basically,
0: what happened was a number there, the splits emerged in the parish council uh, with the. Um, the chairman believing that they'd done sufficient due diligence, they go ahead. But a lot of the rank and file believing that there were people could move here, wait, young people, wait, wait, minorities. Again,
2: again, so we know we accept that Leg Screenso has like come down in the world that he's gone from sort of manipulating bits of like the British government at a central level to a parish council. Are you going to tell me that he had a harder time doing that? than fucking with, like, the cabinet office.
0: I'll say he got further in central
2: government, yes. I mean, (laughs) this is the thing. We need to make central government more like a parish council, which is to say worse, filled with, like more insane petty well, it, well, it,
3: thieves. yeah well this is the thing about like the parish councils and just like local councils Like, and I think parish councils in particular which is that they're all just like fucking miserable right and they want you to be miserable yeah. as well if they see you like if you live like my parents live you in a village you drop penis and, on a
0: lamppost they're gonna come down on yeah, well, you
3: yeah they will come down and like try to arrest children and stuff and it's like they're just kind of like out of all the you know uh, out of all the sort of like local councils I do think the parish councils are by far the worst and in, this, and in the case of like Lex Greensill I think you need that like you know, the people who will genuinely just be like, we don't trust you because you're foreign and also we just don't yeah. like you anyway. So we're going to like Animating prevent you from doing spite. And And if you do this thing, it might make you like a little bit happier. And that's why
1: we really don't want you to do it. Someone's going to have to detain this child. I guess
2: the thing is that, like, even though we've talked about how the Tories hate governing, I guess once you're in fucking Downing Street, it it, it weighs on you enough that you feel like, oh, someone ought to do something, even if it's the bare minimum. Whereas if you're in like a fucking parish council Zoom meeting, you feel no responsibility to anyone or anything other than your own insane selfish lusts. And that's the way we should do all government Mm, from now on,
0: I guess. But also, crucially, all of your insane um, prejudices and, uh, you know, personal bugbears, Mm -hmm. So what happened was ac- accusations Barbly flew bless. in all directions as counselors were branded as either being in Greensill's thrall or also alternately pursuing an unfair vendetta against him. In his thrall, like Renfield,
1: yeah. like they sort spend spent one night on his game
2: reserve. Well, I mean, pe- people in sort of like uh, rural England would fully get the concept of vampire and Australian mixed up. I believe mm. that firmly. So.
0: What they did was they, the parish council In order to continue their support Agreed that they needed to have a covenant attached to the sale Which would prevent any houses Ever being built on the land, ever
2: Yeah, you have to swear a blood oath <laughs> To uh, never so build a, a house a, a Fucking count Greensill
0: Yeah. Uh, and so um, <laughs> Late last year they demanded that the sale contract Include this uh, he, And Greensill said, uh, there's this question in the village That because Greensill capital went bust Can I be trusted to do what I said Greensill said this to the journalist it hurts that people would think that. Seriously. Okay. You're saying it hurts that people... You ran fucking Greensill and you're saying, oh, it hurts that people think that I would like... Wow, I'm there's not no dependable. trust out here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and it's, and that, but that's what's worrying people. And that's why I agreed to the covenant immediately after they asked for it. The final wording of the covenant, however, is, is in the hands of CWAC. And in December, uh, a row broke out over what form it would take with the Paris Council believing that it was not restrictive enough.
2: <laughs> and so and at the same he, time he wouldn't like give them that like his firstborn son if he ever built a barrett home yeah. on this fucking field. And additionally, it became clear that legally that half a million
0: pounds promised to the parish council could not actually materialize and there was no way to do it. And so
2: they felt what, very hoodwinked. What, what kind of like what possible penalty would be harsh enough for these people? Like if he had if he did betray them if he did build homes in this area
1: What would they want to do? Well, they'd have to hire Van Van Helsing, but like the Australian version, like Van Helsing. Of course,
2: yeah. You like like stake (laughs) him out in the
1: sun. We're going to fucking pitchfork you out of your house, cunt. We're going to come up there in a 1996 Holden Commodore, and we're going to drag you out of your fucking mansion. <laughs> well,
2: it would it would have to be Kiwi Van Helsing because all Australians are vampires. Yeah, yeah. so it would have to be like also, the next thing, Van Helsing. Also, because
0: Van Helsing mm. was Van Dutch, Helsing doing
1: a hacker <laughs> outside. Yeah.
2: So 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 so,
0: a group of councillors, feeling they've been misled, called an emergency meeting. Um, and apparently, and this is from the article, emails, messages, and phone calls rapidly became intemperate. Intemperate. <laughs> oh no! And, the ch- and this is when the chairman was ousted. Greensill. Greensill took an unborbulous turn. This is this is very funny. This is what's happening Greensill tried to step in himself, but after trying to talk to the chairman directly, uh, the chairman panicked and called the police to report Greensill for harassment. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, yeah, but Green still was heard about bragging about having an original Dean Koontz in his yeah, backyard.
2: But, <laughs> but, yeah, but prompted the chair- just, just- because, I mean- Speaking but, to an Australian man on the phone for the first time, and being so terrified, I call fucking MI5. Yeah.
1: He called me a cunt. <laughs>
2: the chairman
0: told the meeting on Monday that he did this because he recognized it was improper for him and Greensill to hold a private meeting, and he would called the police to turn the... Pro- basically, to simply draw a boundary around their interactions. Ba- but So, so, so he what? called the cop on himself? So he called... So basically, I think what happened is here, right, is that he had a private... Greensill called him, and then he was so worried about seeming improprietous that he then called the police for harassment so that he could say that he had no way wanted the call because it's now legally provable that he did not want to receive a call
1: from Greensill. Mm. Yeah. He spoke with um, Constable Barnababy.
0: And <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to elaborate on that anymore, uh, but no. Huh. No, no, I was he, actually you... only calling Lex
1: Greensill to get directions away from Lex Greensill. <laughs> yeah. This is your number,
0: right? I have to know not to call it. Um, now, Some councillors accused others of being Greensill's pocket and suspect Greensill is pulling the strings behind the scenes. Others told the chairman that he was mentally unbalanced and not coping with his role. So basically, Greensill moved to this town, dangled the prospect of, like, guaranteed no homes on a bit of it, and then said, maybe I'll give you half a million pounds for your parish council. And all of a sudden, these people start
1: just tearing chunks out of each other. It's well, I, very uh, He's amusing. managed to create an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory that's only about Australians. <laughs> They're they're convinced of the Australian conspiracy theory. The Australians are vampires. The Australians are pulling all of the strings. We
2: need to band together against the Australians. Big upside-down octopus sort of clinging up on the the bottom of the globe. That's right. But, like, there there have to be easier ways to buy yourself some land which you may or may not use to hunt the most dangerous game, right? But instead, he's just tried to do it, Allegedly, and run into sort of the psychotic state of like all of rural England, and particularly like land law in this country.
1: Give these mugs a thong slap. Send them on their way. <laughs>
2: That's right, So everything is out of hand here. One
0: councillor lamented as audience members yelled, "You are a disgrace to the village." At the coup leader. Oh no! Well, the all, yeah, coup leader. Well, all this was happening. Greensill was quoted as saying. I actually like the fact that they take everything very seriously about their obligations to protect the village, our village, that my neighbors are so passionate about what happens to the environment around them, and I share that I'm not passion. not mad.
2: Please don't put in the paper that I got mad. I'm not thinking about how much fun I could be having hunting the most dangerous game right
0: now. I actually just think it's because, like so many of these people, like to take those kinds of risks, to do what he did... To do all like to do what he did with Greensill, to do what he did with Credit Suisse and this place. Oh, legit fund. psycho. You have Absolute, to be like clinically dead-eyed. Yeah, yeah. You have Psych- to. Pack. You have to look at an audience of like seventy like nonagenarians, just again, just tearing strips off each other, uh, calling each other disgraces, organizing coups against one another, and then just turn to a journalist and without moving your face at all, just say, "I admire their passion." I can't believe
1: I've become embaubled in this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, all right. We've gone for we've gone for a very another another long episode. I'm going to try to keep a lid on these, but you know what? We were having too good of a time. So, thank you very much for listening to this free episode of TF. There we will is We'll see you on the Bartleby bonus There episodes. is a yeah, there's the a bonus, bonus. Bartleby chronicle. <laughs> yeah, there is a, a, a there's a bonus Bartleby uh episode coming out on Thursday. It's going to be about the rail strikes with Gareth Borble Dennis. Mm. Gareth Dennis Blee, um, mm. our 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 rail two correspondent
2: there. I think.
0: Yeah, we'll Sorry. we'll get it. We'll get, we'll, mm. we'll get it by Monday when we record it. Um, so we'll uh, ha-
2: have have that yeah. have that affectionate nickname for Gareth Dennis on my desk by Thursday.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the time you're listening to this, we will have that nickname done, and we'll have called him it. Or more likely, we will have forgotten that we said we would do it. And then you're going to like add us about it And we're going to be like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> uh, Who the fuck
2: is Barnabas Bormelby
0: R- Who R- the fuck what? is Barnabas Bormelby and Why are you talking to me <laughs> um, No but thank you very much for listening uh, Don't forget there's the bonus episode Gareth Dennis uh, our theme song is Here We Go by Ginseng it's my new year's resolution To say that more often you can find it on Spotify
1: here we, we go Bawble Ginseng
0: we will have some exciting News uh, for mm. People with torsos who wear shirts Very soon yeah. Uh, we're also going to have... possibly people auf Deutschland. Well, people of <laughs> certain bits auf Deutschland. Bob
2: <laughs> Berlin.
0: Du liebst du auf der Game Blin. auf to change. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um are you in Berlin? Would you like to come to this show? Uh,
1: maybe we'll release a
0: poll so take we can know Takes
1: the barn a barnaban auf D- d- show. <laughs>
0: maybe we'll release a poll that says, hey, would you come to this? And please only answer if you actually would so we can plan a venue size. Mm. Um, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll forget. Find out.
1: Uh, On the next episode of Borble Future. Borble. Borble. Borble Speed ball. Ah! Barnabas speed ball. There we go. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Isn't that what they killed George V with? <laughs>